Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, step right up and witness the one, the only, Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. Wow. It's incredible, folks. It's incredible how he does it. I just, I've never seen a man open a soda with such passion, such flair, such charisma. It's, it's truly incredible. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate, I appreciate, uh, the truth. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. Well, hey, Chip, I think you have a lot of things to say. Uh, I know God does. That's true. So. But don't you have other things that you usually Yeah, before say? we hear from God, I'm yeah. going to tell everybody yeah. that today we're listening on day 172. Yep. For all those who are keeping track. Yep. And we're reading Isaiah chapters 19 through... 22. Yep. Okay, now let's hear from the one who has a lot to say. Yeah. Here we go. This message came to me concerning Egypt. Look, the Lord is advancing against Egypt, riding on a swift cloud. The idols of Egypt tremble. The hearts of the Egyptians melt with fear. I will make Egyptian fight against Egyptian, brother against brother, neighbor against neighbor, city against city, province against province. The Egyptians will lose heart, and I will confuse their plans. They will plead with their idols for wisdom and call on spirits, mediums, and those who consult the spirits of the dead. I will hand Egypt over to a hard, cruel master. A harsh, or a, a, harsh, a fierce king will rule them, says the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. The waters of the Nile will, rise to, will fail to rise and flood the fields. The riverbed will be parched and dry. The canals of the Nile will dry up, and the streams of Egypt will, sink, will stink with rotting reeds and rushes. Rushes. It's hard to say. Mm -hmm. All the greenery along the river bank and all the crops along the river will dry up and blow away. The fishermen will lament for lack of work. Those who cast hooks into the Nile will groan, and those who use nets will lose heart. There will be no flax for the harvesters, no thread for the weavers. They will be in despair, and the workers will be sick at heart. What fools are the officials of Zoan? Their best counsel to the kings of Egypt is stupid and wrong. Will they... Still boast to Pharaoh of their wisdom? Will they dare brag about all their wise ancestors? Where are your wise counselors, Pharaoh? Let them tell you what God plans, what the Lord of heaven's armies is going to do to Egypt. The officials of Zoan are fools, and the officials of Memphis are deluded. The leaders of the people have led Egypt astray. The Lord has sent a spirit of foolishness on them, so all their suggestions are wrong. They cause Egypt to stagger like a drunk in his vomit. There is nothing Egypt can do. All are helpless, the head and the tail, the noble palm branch and the lowly reed. In that day, the Egyptians will be as weak as women. They will cower in fear beneath the upraised fist of the Lord of Heaven's armies. Just to speak the name of Israel will terror, terrorize them. For the Lord of Heaven's armies has laid out his plans against them. In that day, five of Egypt's cities will follow the Lord of Heaven's armies. They will even begin to speak Hebrew, the language of Canaan. One of these cities will be Heliopolis, the city of the sun. In that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the heart of Egypt, and there will be a monument to the Lord at its border. There will be a sign and a witness that the Lord of Heaven's armies is worshipped in the land of Egypt. When the people cry to the Lord for help against those who oppress him, them, he will send them a Savior who will rescue them. The Lord will make himself known to the Egyptians. Yes, they will know the Lord and will give their sacrifices and offerings to him. They will make a vow to the Lord and will keep it. The Lord will strike Egypt, and he will bring healing. 
For the Egyptians will turn to the Lord, and he will listen to their pleas and heal them. In that day, Egypt and Assyria will be connected by a highway. The Egyptians and Assyrians will move freely between their lands, and they will both worship God. In that day, Israel will be the third, along with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing in the midst of the earth. For the Lord of heaven's armies will say, Blessed be Egypt, my people. Blessed be Assyria, the land I have made. Blessed be Israel, my special possession. In the year when King Sargon of Assyria sent his commanders in chief to capture the Philistine city of Ashdod, the Lord told Isaiah, son of Amos, saying, Take off the burlap that you've been wearing and remove your sandals. Isaiah did as he was told and walked around naked and barefoot. Then the Lord said, My servant Isaiah has been walking around naked and barefoot for the last three years. This is a sign, a symbol of terrible troubles that I'll bring upon Egypt and Ethiopia. For the king of Assyria will take away the Egyptians and Ethiopians as prisoners. He will make them walk naked and barefoot, both young and old, their buttocks bared to the shame of Egypt. Then the Philistines will be thrown into panic, for they counted on the power of Ethiopia and boasted of their allies in Egypt. They will say, If this can happen to Egypt, what chance do we have? We were counting on Egypt to protect us from the king of Assyria. This message came to me concerning Babylon, the desert by the sea. Disaster is roaring down on you from the desert like a whirlwind sweeping in from the Negev. I see a terrifying vision. I see the betrayer betraying, the destroyer destroying. Go ahead, you Elamites and Medes. Attack and lay siege. I will make an end to all the groaning Babylon caused. My stomach aches and burns with pain. Sharp pangs of anguish are upon me like those of a woman in labor. I grow faint when I hear what God is planning. I am too afraid to look. My mind reels and my heart races. I longed for evening to come, but now I am terrified of the dark. Look, they're preparing a great feast. They are sending, they are spreading rugs for the people to sit on. Everyone is eating and drinking. But quick, grab your shields and prepare for battle. You are being attacked. Meanwhile, the Lord said to me, put a watchman on the city wall. Let him shout out what he sees. He should look for chariots drawn by pairs of horses, and for riders on donkeys and camels, let the watchman be fully alert. Then the watchman called out, Day after day I have stood on the watchtower, my lord. Night after night I have remained at my post. Now at last, look, here comes a man in a chariot with a pair of horses. Then the watchman said, Babylon is fallen, fallen. All the idols of Babylon lie broken on the ground. O my people, threshed and winnowed, I have told you everything the Lord of heaven's armies has said, everything the God of Israel has told me. This message came to me concerning Edom. Someone from Edom keeps calling to me. Watchman, how much longer until morning? When will the night be over? The watchman replies, morning is coming, but night will soon return. If you wish to ask again, then come back and ask. This message came to me concerning Arabia. O caravans from Dedan, hide in the deserts of Arabia. O people of Tima, bring water to these thirsty people. Food to these weary refugees. They have fled from the sword, from the drawn sword, and from the bent bow. And the terrors of battle. The Lord said to me, Within a year, counting each day, all the glory of Kedar will come to an end. Only a few of its courageous archers will survive. I, the Lord, the God of Israel, have spoken. This message came to me concerning Jerusalem, the valley of vision. What is happening? Why is everyone running to the rooftops? The whole city is in a terrible uproar. What do I see in this reveling city? Bodies are lying everywhere, killed, not in battle, but by famine and disease. All your leaders have fled. They surrendered without resistance. The people tried to slip away, but they were captured too. That's why I said, leave me alone to weep. Do not try to comfort me. Let me cry for my people as I watch them being destroyed. Oh, what a day of crushing defeat. What a day of confusion and terror brought by the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies upon the valley of vision. The walls of Jerusalem have been broken and cries of death echo from the mountainsides. Elamites are the archers with their chariots and charioteers. 
The men of Kerr hold up shields. Chariots fill your beautiful valleys and charioteers storm your gates. Judah's defenses have been stripped away. You run to the armory for your weapons. You inspect the breaks in the walls of Jerusalem. You store up water in the lower pool. You survey the houses and tear some down for stone to strengthen the walls. Between the city walls, you build a reservoir for water from the old pool. But you never ask for help from the one who did all this. You never considered the one who planned this long ago. At that time, the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, called you to weep and mourn. He told you to shave your heads in sorrow for your sins and to wear clothes of burlap to show your remorse. But instead, you dance and play. You slaughter cattle and kill sheep. You feast on meat and drink wine. You say, let's feast and drink, for tomorrow we die. The Lord of heaven's armies has revealed this to me. Till the day you die, you will never be forgiven for this sin. That is the judgment of the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. This is what the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, said to me. Confront Shebna, the palace administrator, and give him this message. Who do you think you are, and what are you doing here, building a beautiful tomb for yourself, a monument high up in the rock? For the Lord is about to hurl you away, mighty man. He is going to grab you, crumple you into a ball, and toss you away into a distant, barren land. There you will die, and your glorious chariots will be broken and useless. You are a disgrace to your master. Yes, I will drive you out of office, says the Lord. I will pull you down from your high position, and then I'll call my servant Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, to replace you. I will dress him in your royal robes and will give him your title and authority, and he will be a father to the people of Jerusalem and Judah. I will give him the key to the house of David, the highest position in the royal court. When he opens the doors, no one will be able to close them. When he closes the doors, no one will be able to open them. He will bring honor to his family name, for I will drive him firmly in place like a nail in the wall. They will give him great responsibility, and he will bring honor to even the lowliest members of his family. But the Lord of Heaven's armies also says, The time will come when I will pull out the nail that seems so firm. It will come out and fall to the ground. Everything it supports will fall with it. I, the Lord, have spoken. And And that that is our reading today. Yeah, that was it. That was. No debate there. Hey, so we read that with two questions in mind. What's this tell us about God? And what's this tell us about us? And how should we live? So, Chip, what's this tell us about God, buddy? Yeah, well, it tells me, so I, I, I don't know how to say it, but, um, you know, I focus on the fact, you know, God, like with Egypt and the others, God handed them over. God brought them to judgment. God God took things away from them. He caused them to be defeated. He brought judgment on, like God did this. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, God's going to do what God's going to do based upon who he is and what he's, what he's declared and decreed. And if we go against that, he'll, he'll go against that. And we can't fight it. And there's something else I marked, and I can't seem to find it. I thought I marked it. Um, oh, later he says there's nothing Egypt can do. Mm-hmm. So God's going to do what God's going to do. Um, he's handing them over, and there's nothing nothing they can do about it. And so uh, I don't know how to say that. It's just like, you know, I guess when we, he's bringing judgment on these nations, nations and also Jerusalem, and when he does it, we can't stop it. You know, we can be sorry for it, be forgiven for it, but he is going to hand us over. He is going to do what he's going to do, and we won't be able to stop that. 
So I don't, that's not a pretty nice saying, but that kind of spoke Still to true. Me. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. But yeah. That reminds me, I think it was John the Baptist who said, who, who warned you and who can save you from the coming judgment, right? Mm-hmm. Wicked generation. So you did say that. Yeah. Hey, so I also don't have a very sunny. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of, I mean, there's some hard messages in here. Here's what I'm going to say. We are all replaceable. And what I mean by that is this. If you're not going to do the job that God has called you to do in a way that honors him and for his glory, he will replace you. The work will get done. Yeah. The work will get done. And that's what the message was to Shebna. That's a good point. You know, he said, I'll put uh, Eliakim in your place. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? At the end of Eliakim's time, the nail that's on in the wall, yeah. it falls off it too. It falls off. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Someone else stepped in. Mm-hmm. The job will get done. The work will get done. Mm-hmm. And we are all replaceable if we decide that we're going to do things a different way. Mm-hmm. I think it's some of these mega pastors who fall. Any pastor who falls, right? I mean, you don't have to have a big yeah. platform to be one of those. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Someone is going to step in. Whether that church closes the doors and moves on or whatever, someone's going to step in and minister to the people that you would have had the opportunity to minister to. We are all replaceable. Yeah, like any leadership position. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, so absolutely. True. Yeah, how many times have we thought like, oh, when I leave, it's going to fall apart. When I leave this job or this place mm-hmm. or this church or this ministry, it's going to fall apart. And maybe it does. Uh, but many times God raises us up somebody else. You yeah. Know, and we are, we are replaceable. Yep. Yep. Yes. Good point. So if we won't do the job the way God wants us to, and if we build a monument to ourselves like Shebna did, instead of actually building a ministry and investing in the lives of people around us and loving others and trying to further the kingdom of God, if we're just interested in building a monument to ourselves, we will be replaced. Hmm. We're all replaceable. So I guess the lesson here is let's do a good job for the Lord. You know, do your work heartily as for him. Yeah. Uh, to him. Um, and so, yeah, let's do our work for him, do a great job, and that he will be glorified, pleased, and praised. Yeah. Or, I just think about uh, for believers the judgment seat of Christ, where we would give an account. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I don't want to be disappointed or ashamed. You know, uh, but I know there's a there's a chance of that, and I don't want that for you, for me, for any of us. So let's let's do the work right. Let's do it well. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to. I know I'm replaceable, but I I want to I want to do. I, um, what someone tell me once? Oh, bloom where you're planted. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. Yeah. You yeah. know, wherever God has you, be the best you that where he has you. For him. For him. That's good. Yeah. Because you can't be your best you mm-hmm. if you're doing it for you. Mm-hmm. That could probably be the worst version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're going to bloom where you're planted, it has to be for God. Mm-hmm. You know. He'll cause the growth. Yeah, absolutely. And flowers, when they bloom, they're Ooh. doing it so that they can... Mm. Reproduce and grow and absorb sunlight. Like, I mean, all of these things that we should be doing mm-hmm. as believers, you know, so. Yeah, and there's yeah. glory when a flower comes up. You know, Absolutely. The, the Absolutely. Hey, that okay. was good. Yeah, good stuff. Hope Thank you guys you have a wonderful day. Please have a good day. Yeah. And uh, I'm planning to read to you tomorrow, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I guess we'll find out in about five seconds for us. It's true. Okay, bye. <laughs>